Hello and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry Podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling and I'm with DCE Juliana Schultz. We are here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today we are going to talk about how to encourage young people to consider church work careers. One of the things we wanted to do at the close of this uh, series we've been doing on service and leadership and youth ministry was to talk specifically about church work and helping uh, young people to think about church work as a profession. Now, we know that most of the people who lead youth ministries are lay leaders who volunteer their time and energy to care for young people in the church. And we are incredibly grateful for you (laughs) and the vocations that you live, um, including caring for young people as a lay leader. But there's such a need for professional church workers, uh, pastors, DCEs, teachers, deaconesses, DCOs um, to help in youth ministry and through uh, all sorts of other ministries in the congregation. And this is something certainly that is important to us for a number of reasons. Uh, One of them is that we both grew up in homes with professional church workers, then grew up and became church workers ourselves. I think we've probably told our stories before, but maybe just quickly, Juliana, what were maybe, I guess, some of the key influences that encouraged you to go into church work? I certainly have talked about it here before, but um, serving as a leader in my youth ministry from the time I was in middle school obviously played a huge impact. Um, And the number of lay leaders who um, took me really seriously in that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and allowed me to to, to live and, and lead in those ways as a part helped me see the skills and abilities that I could use as a professional church worker. And particularly my DCE, um, Jim Bradshaw, who... uh, who fostered that in me, who gave me opportunities to do that. And then ultimately was kind of the person who was like, Hey, you should really think about this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I I have to say my parents as church workers were hesitant (laughs) um, to put pressure on that. But I think they were also incredibly key in helping me make that decision and move forward in it. Yeah. Mark, how about you? Um, yeah, parents, huge. Uh, Dad was a pastor, um, and so just to see his leadership, talk to me about it a lot. But I I mean, maybe different from maybe your situation, I pushed back on it a lot. So I kind of did not go, I did not go pre-sem. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit brought me into the process. Not, I was going to say second career, but after I'd gone and studied business and other things. But and I, I think between the investment that the church, my, my childhood church made in me was huge. And then it was when actually I moved and att- attended another church way far away. No one knew me as a pastor's kid or who I was, but was in leadership roles in the church. And then it was others who said, like, hey, have you thought about going into ministry of some sort? And so the Holy Spirit worked through those people, um, asking those questions and encouraging me. Yeah, church worker parents have to, it's a, it's a fine tightrope, <laughs> yeah, right. um, but it's an important one. Um, and, and we saw in our survey of youth leaders we did a couple summers ago that really I was very pleased that the vast yeah. majority of youth leaders had uh, suggested to at least one teen to consider church work in the last, uh, as a profession in the last year. Uh, but there's so much more we could be doing to encourage young people, to pray for them, uh, to financially support them, all mm-hmm, sorts of mm-hmm. things. Uh, and it's important for us to consider all the ways that we can be identifying and encouraging young people into pastoral and professional church work positions as it fits their gifts and skills. With us today to talk about church work recruitment is Reverend Dr. Jim Bonick. Bonick is, and I, then I just dropped the doctor. Hold on one more time. For... With us today to talk about church work recruitment is Reverend Dr. Jim Bonick. Dr. Bonick is an executive director of LCMS Pastoral Education. In this role, he encourages the spiritual character, confessional, physical, emotional, and intellectual development of LCMS pastors and other church workers. He and his wife, Myrna, I did not say that right, did I? Myrna. Myrna. 
I am not going to make it through this bio. <laughs> Myrna. Okay. Really think I have it this time. <laughs> okay. With us today to talk about church work recruitment is Reverend Dr. Jim Bonick. Dr. Bonick is the Executive Director of LCMS Pastoral Education. In this role, he encourages the spiritual, character, confessional, physical, emotional, and intellectual development of LCMS pastors and other church workers. He and his wife, Myrna, live in L- St. Louis and are blessed to have four grown children and five grandchildren. Dr. Bonick, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks so much for inviting me. So we got to hear about you briefly in the intro, but tell us something more about your vocation, your roles in ministry, and other th- things that bring you joy. Well, uh, I became a pastor in 1987, and so I was pastor for 22 years in uh, Minnesota, central Minnesota, for five years, and then um, I only served two congregations. So my second congregation was in North Dakota, uh, in um, uh, right across the river from Bismarck, Mandan. For, and I was uh, pastor total for 22 years. And um, then I was elected district president uh, to the North Dakota district. Uh, I was doing that for eight years. And uh, I've been here now five years wow. already. Wow. That's just amazing. <laughs> um, as you said, uh, as executive director for Pastoral Ed. Yeah, so one of the things we love to hear from ministry leaders is how maybe their teen years influenced uh, the leaders that they are today. Were there any influences in your teen and young adult years that encouraged you to go into church work? Yeah, it was interesting to hear um, your stories uh, as well. And uh, we hear these similar stories Mm -hmm. uh, throughout. I grew up in a, in a faithful Lutheran home. My parents were not church workers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the first uh, church worker out of my family. Um, but um, my congregation um, was very encouraging. My mom was an altar guild, so I remember helping her wash those glass uh, individual cups. Uh-huh. Uh, they don't do that anymore. Um, we used to play church, you know, mm-hmm. and... Um, Eventually, I was asked to teach Sunday school, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, the pastor asked me to be on the evangelism team, and uh, I was involved in youth group, as uh, both of you said uh, you were. And I was thinking, I want to be a missionary, mm-hmm. or then I thought, no, I want to be a Lutheran school teacher, and my pastor said, I think you should be a pastor. <laughs> and I, I never thought, you know, I could be a pastor. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so it was his words and his encouragement and uh, he just, he took me hospital visits. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just was a great mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I, um, that's some of my early formation. That's great. And quite a musician too. That you've you've been involved in that side of things as well as I have. working in the church. Um, yeah, uh, music is one of my joys and yeah. passions, and um, I'm more of a classical musician. So actually, in Concordia St. Paul, my major was organ and choral conducting. Wow, wow, yeah, great gifts, great gifts. Well, we have some youth leaders who might not have a full picture of what we are talking about when we say church work careers or church workers. Uh, most people know the role of a pastor. Uh, but can you maybe give us an idea of all the different called and commission roles we have in the LCMS? Yeah, that's a great question because I just assume, you know, we kind of know what that is because we live in this world all the time. I was in Houston with the youth leaders and um, I was talking to the youth and I said, you know, you should consider being a youth, uh, I mean, a, a church worker. And one of the boys raised his hand and says, can you just tell us what all the positions are? And I th- that was a good learning moment for me. But certainly we have pastors. Mm-hmm. 
I think that uh, everyone kind of knows that they teach and they preach. They give pastoral care mm-hmm. to God's people mm-hmm. throughout their lives. Lutheran school teachers, mm-hmm. uh, we have great um, faithful Lutheran teachers who may not teach in the Lutheran system, mm-hmm. but in the Lutheran system, um, those teachers are able to teach God's Word and integrate all the studies um, uh, connecting faith and life um, to all those students. My wife is a uh, Lutheran school teacher, first grade and then preschool, so I kind of know, mm-hmm. know that life mm-hmm. as well. Um, there are, I think they're some of our most unsung heroes, mm-hmm. our Lutheran school teachers, uh, mm-hmm. just marvelous work. Uh, Director of Christian Education, um, they uh, we call them DCEs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, DCEs serve as lifespan, cradle to grave, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Christian educators in the church working with the pastor. Um, he, he may have a, a number of gifts. It could be youth, music, uh, administration, just a number of things. Directors of Christian Outreach, we call mm-hmm. those DCOs. They help the congregation and their witness uh, and outreach, uh, helping the congregation do their evangelism program. We have directors of family life ministries. Um, They go to one of our Concordias, like all of them do, to become full-time church workers. Uh, The family life ministry uh, deals with... and this is uh, really important, especially now when mm-hmm. we're talking about marriage and sexuality, mm-hmm. ethics mm-hmm. and parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they help the congregation foster and grow Christian families. Uh, directors of parish music, um, they may be a pianist, organist, choral conductor, mm-hmm. uh, helping the church do its liturgy and its song. Uh, directors of uh, Christian, I mean, uh, church ministries, uh, to my knowledge, that's a Concordia University, Wisconsin mm-hmm. degree, mm-hmm. and um, that person may help with Bible studies, community outreach, mercy care, but they also um, help oversee the administrative life of the congregation. They have some specialty in that. And then our deaconesses, uh, women, faithful women who share the gospel and, and serve God's people, especially women and children, um, special needs uh, individuals, just a great servant in the church as well. And one of the things we want um, our youth leaders to be able to do is, is know those well enough to be able to look for for particular gifts and skills, because right. you can pursue these things without ever. Well, hopefully, you've experienced pastoral ministry at some point if you're yeah. in the church. But, but like I had friends who who became DCEs, never having worked with a DCE mm-hmm. or had right. a DCE in yeah. their congregation, um, but just knowing that they kind of had the gifts and skills uh, for that particular kind of church work. And, and in our seven practices of healthy youth ministry, we talk about uh, church work as a part of helping young people live out their unique vocation. And in particular, we say that they're encouraged to pursue church work vocations as it fits their gifts and skills. So maybe I, I have been exposed to some of those, maybe I haven't. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of gifts and skills might we be looking for in a student to be starting to say like, hey, maybe that student might think about church work? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we, uh, we'll we talk about this, I'm sure, later, but um, Set Apart to Serve is the Church Worker Recruitment mm-hmm. Initiative, mm-hmm. and it's uh, from infant baptism through 12th grade is its greater focus. And we had a lot of conversation internally with when do we start identifying those gifts? I mean, at infant baptism, mm-hmm. preschool, 
you know, what kind of gifts uh, <laughs> might we identify? I'm not sure there are any, but there are things we can do to start forming them. But as that child grows and matures, uh, elementary school, um, certainly um, uh, middle school, high school, we start to see some traits in them, right? Um, um, a, a love and desire to be at church. Um, <laughs> the joy of serving along with maybe their parents or other people at church. It may sound kind of silly, but even the joy of like folding chairs mm-hmm, or mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Um, you know um, uh, cleaning the church—they uh, mm-hmm. just love uh, being at church. And then we start to see some other traits of loving to be with people. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Certainly, these skills can grow, uh, and we do teach them as someone goes into church work. But somebody who enjoys having conversation with people, we see empathy and mm-hmm. compassion mm-hmm. um you know even if it's a little bit uh, <laughs> we can grow that you begin to see that or uh, julianne i think you talked about being in your your youth group and a leader there and some of them start rising right as leaders they may be the treasurer mm-hmm. or the chairman mm-hmm. of their uh youth group um a, a love and desire to be in the divine service, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. and uh, I I see even I go to the seminary like Vocatio and Christ Academies, and I mean these are high school students, um, possible deaconesses and pastors, especially in in those events where they love theology. I mean they love talking about who God is mm-hmm. and who mm-hmm. Jesus is and his role uh, his you know influence on their roles uh in their lives. So those are some of the some of the things. Mm-hmm. Probably when maybe parents or youth leaders or pastors or church workers start engaging in conversation with young people there might be some hurdles that come up. And I know that's part of the church work initiative that we're working on is to discuss those, be honest about them, but then also speak um, some truth about, you know, just maybe numbers and also support that the church provides for workers. So maybe what are some of those biggest hurdles that you're wrestling with or that you've seen or heard from others for teens and young adults who might want to consider being a pastor or church worker professionally? Yeah. You know, I'm going to go at that a couple different ways. Mm When we talked to the parents, mm-hmm. uh, we did some surveys and mm-hmm. research just like you know youth did as well. And we heard our parents saying, <clears throat> we're not quite sure we want our children to be church workers. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there are a number of maybe legitimate reasons mm-hmm. for that. They maybe see um, church workers having suffered a mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't getting paid as mm-hmm. much as they should mm-hmm. or we think they should. Um, Sometimes the congregation can be a little difficult on our church workers. You know, there's sin runs rampant uh, throughout the world and in in the church as well. Um, They're not sure it's a career that will help them climb the corporate ladder. Mm -hmm. Um, We have pastors and uh, church workers also say, you know, uh, I've suffered a bit. I'm not sure I want my youth to be Mm -hmm. church workers um, and and so on. The other ones, and I'll come back to how we can address those, mm-hmm. um, but uh, the other ones are um, how much it costs uh, mm-hmm. to go to a church work program. Um, I would say more and more that's perceived mm-hmm. um, because maybe when you and I were going through school, it was a great cost. It was a great burden. And a number of our um, uh, church workers were coming out with debt 
I would have to say we haven't totally arrived there, but our institutions are working really hard at bringing those costs mm -hmm. down uh, from our Concordias to our seminaries. You can go through seminary now um, paying no tuition yourself. Someone else is paying mm -hmm. it, um, but you are not uh, feeling all that debt. With the youth themselves, we're hearing uh, things like, I'm not sure I'm good enough. Mm. Um, mm. And uh, I'm not sure God could use me. Um, and uh, I, I, we've even heard, like, I sin sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, look at King David talking <laughs> yeah. about the sins of his youth, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, we probably don't want to talk about the sins of our youth mm -hmm. in this room. But um, uh, the Lord is a forgiving and loving God, mm -hmm. and he takes people like St. Paul mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and uh, the apostles and you and I and our youth, and he forms and shapes us mm -hmm. uh, to be his servants. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and uh, part of that is, you know, we talked in the last episode about uh, you know, being honest as a as a as a leader in like all the ways that we fall short, and I think that sometimes helps overcome exactly. a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, you know, there's there's always some concerns. It doesn't matter what career you're going into; there's always going to be That's some exactly concerns. Right. Uh, but but yeah, certainly so many blessings that come with with going into to church work as a profession. Uh, You've mentioned it a little bit already, but uh, our church is spending some special time and energy on recruiting church workers in the Sent to Serve initiative right now. Can you tell us uh, about it and then like why it's so important for us to be thinking about it right now? Right. So Set Apart to Serve, um, it all started a couple of years ago, actually, in a little room in this building um, <laughs> with uh, President Harrison and the seminary presidents and the con some of the Concordia presidents. And actually, the meeting was about where is pastoral education right now and pastoral formation? Where will it be in the future? Um, what is the relationship of synod and the seminaries and pastoral formation? And... Um, what came out of that meeting um, was amazing, I thought. One is um, I had asked all those uh, – I mean, those are, those are leaders at our church, mm -hmm. and uh, they've, got, they've got some academics behind them. And I just said, why do you invest all your life uh, into church work, mm -hmm. uh, training pastors and Lutheran school teachers and DCs? And it was – because they want their children and grandchildren mm -hmm. to know Jesus Christ and have mm -hmm. eternal life. They mm -hmm. want the members of their congregation and the world to know Jesus Christ. So I think always coming back to that center. But out of that meeting then, we said, not just pastors, but we, we have uh, some issues before us as a church body. We need more church workers. Mm -hmm. um, we're short. Uh, Enrollment in our Lutheran school teacher um, uh, programs, DCE, pastor, it all averages in the last 15 years about a 60% decrease. Mm -hmm. And so I would say that got our attention mm -hmm. once mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. However, 
um, we did realize this is what the church should always be doing, is uh, forming church workers, raising up a new generation of church workers and leaders. And not only the ones that we mentioned, but there's a lot of leadership roles uh, in the church body that um, we, we need to start developing them, like yourselves, mm-hmm. you know, leaders in, in synod youth programs or uh, seminary presidents mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Uh, university mm-hmm. administrators. So those are some of the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as we think about that, I know a lot of conversations have been, been going on around, uh, like I loved how the initiative is looking at different adults um, and the youth themselves, certainly, but then different adults who influence youth too. And just those conversations that can be have, whether it's parents, pastors, church workers, lay leaders, other relatives that care for these young people. Um, and just giving that wide scope of how the Holy Spirit works through the church to raise up those leaders. Right. So just like quickly, what are some things that you've been learning or wrestling with about uh, or putting forward on some ways parents and youth leaders can encourage young people to consider professional church work? I mean, what are some of those resources that'll be coming down the line uh, to help parents and others have those conversations? And like you said too, at different stages of life for our young people. Right. So uh, our greatest influencers are our pastors, mm-hmm. uh, church workers, and parents and then peers as they Mm -hmm. get Mm -hmm. into the high school level. And um, some of the things that um, uh, we've been looking at and researching is, uh, one is just raising them up to be Christian, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially Mm -hmm. as we're looking at infant baptism and that those very early years, having them involved in the divine service. Mm Having mom and dad having devotions uh, at home and teaching the uh, word, reading the scriptures at home and uh, the catechism, uh, praying with their children and knowing that that's a a good and wholesome thing to do, teaching their children about their baptism, um, teaching uh, the children uh, the small catechism. Um, That's when we had outside researchers for Set Apart to Serve uh, go into our uh, pastors and youth and mm-hmm. church workers and ask, "What's the great? what was the greatest influence in your life as to why you're now a church worker? Over and over, these uh, uh, our people heard the small catechism and that catechetical instruction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what we've done is to help our um, influencers as we've divided our children into three major age groups. We could have probably done it different, but this is how we decided to do it. Infant baptism through sixth grade, seventh through eighth grade, because that's a very Mm -hmm. fertile time. And then nine through 12th grade. We put subject matter experts from around the synod who deal especially with that age group, spiritual development, um, emotional development, educational development, and so on. And uh, they are just now beginning to write resources for us uh, to help uh, our influencers engage our children um, about the Christian faith, Mm -hmm. but then also, as we talked earlier, when they start to see traits um, and characteristics of being possibly a church worker, of how to have that conversation uh, and to engage them. We're putting together journey maps right now Mm -hmm. 
That's our next step. Matter of fact, I have a meeting about that this afternoon. Um, and uh, prime times of children like baptism, confirmation, um, graduating from elementary school, and you know all all those times, um, as to might be a great time uh, for the pastor or church worker or a parent to talk to our youth about church work. We have a website as well uh, lcms.org slash set apart to serve and we're, we're that's developing uh, it's not a complete website yet but keep going back there um, because more and more resources uh, will be uh, put on that website I love seeing in some of the conversations that are taking part about um, how you do see those different really high touch times and high connection times with young people that you see like seeds get planted and then another time they get watered, another time they get nurtured exactly. by different people. Like, you know, a young person might move to another church and yet they find that same nurturing in another congregation or a pastor might change or something. And yet how everyone can kind of see their roles in investing in young people along that line. So it's neat to see that from the research and just the direction that some of those resources are headed is great. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, as we kind of wrap up the time, I'm going to throw a last question. As we have these lay leaders or even professional church workers who are looking at their youth, they're like, yes, we want to encourage this. What's one encouragement you would give them as they think about how they might help in recruiting church workers? I think one of the very best things, I think might be one of the most simple things, is have the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, simply uh, sit down um, with uh, a youth or a group of youth, if you've got the whole group, and and ask them, have you considered being a church leader, um, a, a church worker? Um, talking about what those church work um, vocations are. Um, the way I described them earlier, actually, we on the Set Apart to, uh, Serve website, we've got a little click on as to just a one sentence, what, what are these vocations? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, ha- have the conversation, mm-hmm. be intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much. And we're excited to see uh, more and more resources available. And we will make a link to that uh, website available uh, on this podcast. So uh, we encourage you to go and look and check out more. So thank you for joining us. Thanks for the invitation. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. I love to hear Dr. Monick talk about uh, that piece of the importance of just simply uh, talking about Jesus with young people and teaching the faith. I got to sit in on some of the ninth through 12th grade subject matter expert conversation. I know that was one thing that came out from those who discussed is that, you know, sometimes just having those deeper conversations about the Christian faith, the struggles, the joys, who Jesus is in our life and what he's done for us brings about those conversations for young people to say like, yeah, I want to do this for a living. I want to be able to share that in my daily vocation of a career. And so just going deeper into the word with students, walking with them through good and bad situations can really plant those seeds or allow for opportunities to nurture that conversation about church work careers. Yeah, and being able to to be in God's word to say that to to encourage them to be disciples, I both encourages those who are going to go into church work mm-hmm. and those that are going right. to have other vocations and and then serve the congregation as lay leaders, yep. and both incredibly valuable. Uh, but really thinking about how uh, what you're doing today in youth ministry mm-hmm. is potentially fostering uh, the lay leaders, but also the professional church workers mm-hmm. that are going to come after that you and after them um, as a way to kind of encourage that and and I know for me it's it's been incredibly valuable to see um, young people who um, I'm going to pretend like they were uh, not that young when I knew them but mm-hmm. like kids <laughs> who I knew you know we have a, we have a, a gathering planner who uh, was in my first church who now um, is uh, 
his DCE and incredibly cool to see how God works from generation to generation Mm -hmm. in fostering those things up. Yeah, I think through years of the church and how that happened. And certainly family units are different. Our geography is different. Different contexts are going to be different, but yet still we hear uh, and we see how God works through those relationships and his word um, and through his people to raise up those leaders and what an opportunity we have to do that and have those great conversations with young people. Yeah. And and I will say, um, definitely as a person who maybe grew up in a house who was very keenly aware, the church work is not always an easy job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and not that um, there that was talked about negatively in our house by any stretch, but like I was pretty familiar with how difficult church work could be uh, based on just kind of the experiences that I had and the, and the one that I knew my, my mom had and the RTCE had had. And so I kind of came in no mm-hmm. sort of rose colored glasses on that, mm-hmm. but uh, there is also just incredible joy mm-hmm. and um, it is an amazing gift mm-hmm. to be able to be a church worker. It is, um, just I, I I love it and I think so being able to balance for young people that idea of like mm-hmm. you know this is just not a walk in the park you mm-hmm. don't just work one day a week or whatever what the joke is <laughs> right um the old joke but uh I, but that it also has with it so many incredible joys and blessings and and things that you uh can really um, find incredible and deep mm-hmm. um, spiritual value in mm-hmm. um, and being able to do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we want to encourage you to, to make those conversations a, a part of your ministry, especially um, as you are uh, walking along with young people and then being able to support them in uh, exposing them to leadership opportunities and mentorship opportunities as well that are going to help them explore that more. So a few closing questions for you to consider. Who in your youth ministry right now might have some gifts and skills for church work? For those of you in church work, do you take the time to share the joys and ministry with young people and those you serve? And finally, how can parents, youth leaders, and church workers work together to encourage all youth in their vocation, including those going into church work? We will continue to keep you in our prayers as you identify those future pastors, DCEs, teachers, deaconesses, and many others, and as you guide them along the way to help encourage the church uh, as they become disciples of Jesus Christ for life and encourage others to as well. End Goals Podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church. Thank you.